I'm Sherry Harmel, and this is my Be The Real You podcast, a place where all women will get the support and ideas to happily live as their real and true selves. Whether it's our champagne soirees, interesting courses that always include coaching, Be The Real You magazine, or this podcast, get ready to explore who you are and what truly matters to you so you can create the life you want. It all starts with you. So be the real you. And today's conversation is all about the power of little changes. In issue number one of Be The Real You magazine, I interviewed Amanda Godfrey. Now, Amanda is an incredibly creative designer who started in the world of fashion. As her husband's career and the arrival of children necessitated changes, Amanda slowly moved into interiors. And I bring up Amanda because so much of her professional life was about adjusting to little changes that were going on in her life while at the same time honoring her innate gifts of creativity. She never gave up, but instead kept herself open and flexible to whatever creative project was revealed next. Tiny shifts and pivots over time, and suddenly she was an interior designer working on both residential and commercial spaces. So someone might ask Amanda, how'd you accomplish that pivot? as though she had it all planned out until she accomplished maybe an entirely different role. But actually, she did it just one little change after another. It's funny, though, because as we reflect back, we always remember the big changes in our lives, those changes that in a moment shifted our lives in an entirely new direction. The birth of our first child, a divorce, a death, a new love a move to another city or a country. These are all changes we remember. But what about the little changes we made when we adjusted to life on almost a daily or even a weekly basis? Well, in many coaching programs, you create a 90-day or even a one-year plan. And ladies, I love big picture plans. I mean, I love vision boards. Yes, it is so fun to close your eyes and imagine yourself as though you've achieved all of your listed goals for the year. Yet, if you're like me, most of the time those big goals aren't accomplished because there are no little changes made to ever get to those big goals. Now here are a few of the big goals I often hear from clients and even some of my coaching colleagues. I want to grow my business to X amount. I want to write a book. I want to lose weight or get fit. I want to get better with managing my money. Wonderful. These are all fabulous big goals. But now, how are you going to get there? And I'm here to say it's the little changes you make that will be critical to whether or not you achieve your big goal. But those little changes are so easy to discount because they're so small and they're often invisible to everyone but you. 
Now, a few weeks ago, I shared with all of you my own issues around food and how I have used sugar throughout my life as some sort of a oh, dysfunctional ode to love, if you want to call it that. Well, I quit eating candy. On a side note, and this is something to think about, once I actually realized what I had made sugar about and shared it with all of you, I found that it no longer held any power or interest over me, which is fascinating, something to think about. So, but let's go back. I quit the sugar. Last Monday, I had a medical procedure that required all sorts of blood work, and I was thrilled and more than a little shocked to see that my glucose had gone from over 100, which is kind of pre-diabetic, to 78 in just two to three, I think it was about two and a half weeks of my tiny change. Now, nothing is visible. I haven't lost it, all sorts of weight, but honestly, I felt super proud. Change had happened because of one tiny change I made in my life. Now there's two points I want you to notice here. First, when you identify what tiny change you need to make, it must be tied to your big goal or you won't take it seriously. You will discount it to be like no big deal. So I had to connect, you know, that sugar, that candy to the fact that I wanted to get healthy, really, really healthy, which is my big goal. So those little changes have to be tied to that one big change that you are desiring. So second, just as I felt incredibly proud when I saw my lab numbers, you need some kind of acknowledgement of the completion and the results of those little changes. Remember I said they're often invisible? So if you don't acknowledge those little changes, you won't be motivated to keep the ch tiny changes in place. For example, and this is just a really simple example, if you want to get back into writing, you have to create a little reward system for yourself. And it could be something as simple as say, get a jar and put a penny in the jar for every minute you spend writing each day. And as you see that jar begin to fill up with pennies, you'll see how that tiny change is starting to create big change. But you need that. Sounds silly, but your spirit needs to see the progress or honestly, you'll give up. Now, maybe you're, you're wondering, oh, okay, Sherry, I know my big audacious goal, but what little changes can I make that would get me closer to achieving that big goal? Well, I'm going to have you start with how you spend your time. How we spend our time is literally how we live our lives. We know that. Up here, we know that. It's a true acknowledgement of what's important to you in your life. So in my mini course, it's called Recapture Your Joy, and it's really a fun little mini course and I think really helps people to get started with any kind of change they want to institute in their life. There's an entire section in that course on time. And so if you're interested, you know, go over to sherryharmel.com and purchase the mini course. It's great. Um, but as I said in the course, every single week we have 168 hours. And we all talk about time in, in ways like, I wish I had more time, I never have enough time. We hear these phrases all the time, and yet 
all we have, all anyone has, is 168 hours a week. So we know that we can't produce or create more time. It is what it is. So the first step to figuring out what small changes you can make in your life that will take you closer to that big goal is to analyze how you are currently spending your time. Start by creating a graph of your week and a time graph. You know, you're all familiar with a food journal, how you list out everything that you eat in a day. Your time graph or your time journal is going to be very similar and you want to break it down so that it's in probably 15, 10, 15 minute increments. And then for one solid week, write in everything that you do in that 5, 10, 15 minute block. I don't want you to judge. I don't want you to filter. Don't do anything different. Just document how you are spending your time, exactly what you're doing day after day, minute after minute. So the other, the other point I want to make is to make sure that you carry a little journal with you because if you rely on memory, the exercise doesn't work. You have to keep track of what you're doing in the moment because that's the only way you can break it down and really start to see what's happening in a moment-by-moment basis. So live your life as regularly as you possibly can and track every minute of your time. After a week, (laughs) you've got in front of you an idea, not an idea, I should say a reality of how you spent the 168 hours that you have. And that's your opportunity to really check in and see what is going on with your time. Lots and lots of people, from tests, truly, um, discovered that they actually sleep more than they think they do, and they work less than they think they do. And now that may or may not be true for you, and sleep is super easy to identify. You know when you lay down and you know when you get up, but then start to categorize your other activities, like how much time are you spending preparing food and eating and meeting with people? When are you on the phone? When are you on the computer? Are you into social media? Are you shopping, socializing, reading, exercise? Even break down your work. And don't just put it down as work. Identify the tasks that are you know, part of your work in those 10, 15 minute time blocks. It can be a very interesting task even to identify how am I spending time at the office or you know, the home office, whatever it is. So once you've completed your time log, it's really time to get honest. And in corporate America, we used to call this the come to Jesus discussions or come to Jesus moments. Those of you that have been in corporate America know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's really when we sit down and get real and make the connection between our goals and how we spend our time. And how you spend your time, those 168 hours you have each and every week is how you live your life. So take a look at your one-week journal. Are you spending time on the things that actually matter to you? Can you do a better job of chunking similar tasks so that you can free up some time? Are there activities that need to be given much less time? And what's missing? Relate it back to that big audacious goal that you have for yourself. 
Are you spending time on what it is that you want to create? Now remember, if you want to be a writer, you have to spend time writing. If you want to save more money, you have to spend, time, spend less time shopping. If you want to grow your business, you have to spend more time in front of those who want what you offer. If you want to be a good cook, you have to spend time cooking. Really simple and maybe silly examples, but hopefully this helps you to analyze how you're spending your time and how that relates to your big goals. What's great about this exercise, and I share it with you, and again, I remind you that it's in part of the Recapture Your Joy course that is online, uh, cherryharmel.com. But what's great about this exercise is that you can do it as often as needed. I still do it whenever I'm feeling stuck, whether it relates to my work, my physical self, my mindset, or even my home, I can sit down and analyze what am I doing with my time if I go through this time journal. So what are those small changes that you can make right now that will ultimately take you closer to your big dream? Well, last week I talked about being a realista. I love that word. Your real and true self. And on July 1st, the second issue of Be The Real You magazine comes out. Woohoo! I don't want one more day for you to go by without being connected to who you really are. That specialness that is the one and only you. And the magazine just has lots of interesting and fun articles in it. It's a really feel-good magazine, but yet it's motivating, especially for a realista, as I call them. So if this sounds like you, you know, uh, that kind of woman who shows up as her real self always in this crazy world, a woman who loves who she truly is and no longer wishes to pretend she's anything but her real and true self, if that sounds like you, this magazine is going to be your best friend. You'll enjoy your time together. You'll feel comfort that you're not alone in this quest to be the real you. And you'll get all kinds of ideas of ways to support yourself as you throw up with those curtains and say, look out world, here I am. Your life will change when you make time in your busy schedule for those activities you love. And truly, that's what this week's time log is all about. If I want to get to X, how am I going to get there? And what are the little steps, little changes that I need to embrace in my life every single day so that I can create the change that I want? And how will you feel when you embrace the real you? Confident in the woman you are and you will know what's important to you. No questions. You'll be connected to a group of like-minded women so that you know you're not alone in what I call your realology, another made-up word. Excited and energized to see how your life just keeps getting better when you show up as the real you. And I know because I've embraced this myself, and that's where this all comes from. So join the excitement, ladies, and sign up for Be The Real You magazine if you haven't already. I want to thank you for your time today. And I thank you to, you know, move forward on seeing yourself as you truly are. You are extraordinary. You are unique. And you are a star. Be The Real You. Abiento.
If you enjoyed this episode and want to spend more time with creating your own life reimagined, you can start by taking my free mindset quiz. It's on my website, so just go to sherryharmel.com. And what you'll get at the end of that quiz is what is the number one mindset obstacle that you have that's keeping you from living your dream. Mindset is the key to living a life you love. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.